now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Take me to the Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir? I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'd be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me, along with Captain Dennis. We are your crew navigating the latest aviation news and information here on Just Plane Radio, the show devoted to the aviation lifestyle, learning to fly. Got a lot of personal anecdotes to share with you today. Uh, my travel experiences uh, over the last uh, week or so have not been the best in the world. And maybe you'll be able to learn from some of the mistakes that I may have made. I'm not sure if I'm prepared to call them mistakes, but we'll dive a little deeper into it later on on the big show today. But first, we got to get an update with Captain Dennis and his Mooney 201, which uh, I believe the folks at Par- uh, Pinnacle uh, who are overhauling his engine have some great news for you today. Is that right, Dennis? Uh, I hope so, because uh, as of last week, we had a rumor that we might see cylinders, but I still have not gotten confirmation from them that uh, that we have parts on hand. So, well, let's we see if we JD can do and get it right from the source. That's right. No pressure, JD. But are you going to make or break uh, Captain Dennis's day today? What do you think? Or his wallet? <laughs> I'm <laughs> I'm pretty sure we're making his day today. All right, there um, you go. We did get cylinders in. Uh, the The engine also is should be finished with paint. I think we finished it up yesterday. Dennis did send us in a piece of the aircraft to match the paint to the aircraft. Oh wow! Um, nice. And it is in line for assembly. Okay, so uh, you know the the delay on parts has been uh, oh yeah well o- overcome. They finally came. It was, we were waiting on uh, pistons or something. Is that it, JD? The cylinders to come in. Okay, they're still waiting to come in, but you're, they're on the way. You said, is that it? They're they're here. I've got. Oh, them you hand. got them. Okay, you yep. got them in hand. We are ready to rock and roll to the next step. So the next step will take about how long? I mean, are we in the final phase of this thing? Is it going to still take a few weeks, or what are you thinking? Uh, it's only about two weeks. Um, right. We're finishing up a couple engines right now, uh, so his is in line to come into the build bay. So once it gets in the build. Uh, we'll you know get the assembly done and everything, and then we'll get it into the dyno to test run it and make sure that everything is operating as it should right. before we ship it out to Dennis. Okay, well that that's a good thing. You want to make sure it's working before you uh, you get it right, Dennis. Uh, yeah, actually, <laughs> and what <laughs> besides you know a lot of the engine shops will send you the engine just you know right off of their build line, and the first time it ever gets run is when it's hung on your airplane, and if something needs to be adjusted. Well, now you're doing it out in the field. So by mm-hmm. having them with a with a full engine test cell and a dyno, they're actually able to run it right there. And and JD, correct me if I'm wrong here, but you guys are actually capable of running this thing and accomplishing much of the break-in process of getting those rings to seat properly before it ever even ships out to me, correct? Hmm. Uh, yes, but it's not considered break-in process. Um what we do is what we call a production run, uh, just like the factory does. It's called, considered a production run. Okay. You still have a break-in process. Now, it does help with it. It does uh, move it along quite faster um, with us doing the run here the way we do. But it's still you know, what we call production, not an actual break-in run. 
Got it. Well, J.D., uh, uh, paint this picture for me, being that I'm not uh, totally clear on what this means. Do you, like, take this thing, hook it up to all these diodes and things in a, a computer and run a bunch of tests on it? Or are you throwing it into some other plane and and letting it do things? So how does it – what do you do exactly for that uh, process? We hook, it, we hook it into our dyno. We've got an uh, eddy current dyno system. So it's big electric motors pretty much with magnets to to produce a load on the engine okay. as if it had a prop on it mm-hmm. um and then we also have multiple sensors chd egts meter pressure unmeter pressure fuel temperatures fuel flows oil pressure oil temps i mean a, a ton of sensors on it and all that runs into a computer um, and then we're actually sitting at a computer screen operating the engine from a computer, mm-hmm. um, you know, not with just regular controls. Got it. And, and But you put it through the paces and just like it would be Correct. in the real world, so to speak. And now it's color coordinated with his aircraft. So you painted what exactly on the uh, on the engine? Uh, the whole engine is uh, painted. The, really? Wow. The, uh, the case and sump and accessory housing is the dark blue of his aircraft. Hmm. Um, I did the rocker box covers, in, intake pipes, push rod tubes, all the light blue of his aircraft. Wow. And then the, the baffling, we went up back and actually blasted his baffling and, and repainted all his baffling. So it's all white with new black rubbers on it. And that way, now he's got the white, the light blue, and the dark blue to match the aircraft. How about that? So when he's parked at like Air Venture or Sun and Fun, uh, and he's he's done flying. He ought to pop the cowling and just showcase his new uh, color-coordinated engine with his aircraft, Absolutely. right? That's Absolutely. what you do, Dennis. Are you ready for I, this? I think we're going to have to do that. We'll have a Just Plane Radio sticker and a Pinnacle sticker under the cowl there so that everybody can see uh, and appreciate the work that they went through to make this thing happen. Yeah, that is sweet. Is that something you guys typically do at Pinnacle? Yes, uh, we do it quite a bit. Um, you know, customers really like the custom colors and yeah. like that it matches the airplane. You can lift the cowling and it looks like the paint flows right through the underneath the cowling. Just like a hot rod, you know, Absolutely. you're showcasing at the, you know, at one of those drive-in restaurant things that they do on the weekends. I love this. This is going to be awesome. So, uh, you know, you're getting ready to put this thing all back together and, and, uh, and, and run it through its paces. Uh, at this point in the process, you're done through most of the, you know, heavy lifting, so to speak. Uh, nothing else has popped up on your radar that kind of surprised you, or this has been pretty much uh, a by the book overhaul so far, JD. What do you think? It's been a very by the book overhaul. Yeah. Um, nothing really crazy. I mean, we knew coming into it that he had a bad cam. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so we already were looking forward to you know what where did the metal go? Um, what parts would be damaged due to the metal? Uh, and you know, finding those items and, and replacing them. Yeah, and once he's done this, the value of the aircraft is probably, what, uh, increased 10 times. Be generous, uh, well, J.D., what I, do you think? <laughs> I doubt 10 times, but I bet it's about 30% more than it was before because now we have a, a, a zero-sense major overhaul engine going on the nose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you concur there, J.D.? Or what, would yes. you? Yeah, okay. Yeah, there ab- you go. absolutely. And, it, and it's got a three-year warranty on it. Oh, I, that's what you guys provided uh, Pinnacle on the overhaul, yeah. huh? Yes, sir. Three year or TBO, whichever occurs first. Yeah. How often does it happen when you do one of these things for someone like Dennis and you get it through the process? Like, ah, this thing turned out sweet. I would like to just keep this. 
Does that happen <laughs> often with you? <laughs> it, it does because I'm I I like to paint. It's kind of a hobby of mine. So when we get these things painted up, and I get to go back there and paint, and we get them all put together, and it's just you know it's it's beautiful. It's a piece mm-hmm. of art. You want to put it on display up in the front office. Yeah putting it in the aircraft well you're painting this thing do you <laughs> sign it like a like a piece of art do you put your initials on there somewhere jd or are you no, not gonna I, say <laughs> no i i don't we do put pinnacle stickers on the valve covers but uh i don't actually initial the engine or anything okay yeah I, i'd say you, you do something where nobody can see and just mark it and then you know it and then next time you see dennis it's like hey let me show on the camshaft that's right, right exactly <laughs> why not you got to brand it a little bit have some fun but uh yeah it sounds like you enjoy what you do and you like you know you like these kind of calls where you can update your customer like Dennis and tell them like hey we have good news and and hopefully in your case this happens more often than not is that fair Yeah absolutely yeah what do you think, Dennis? You're happy today, aren't you? Uh, I'm very happy. Now I'm just trying to, I'm waiting for the call to tell me that it's in the test cell and hopefully, you know, we can coordinate it that I could actually come up to the, uh, and watch it run in the test oh, cell. Okay. But, but if yeah. not, maybe I can convince JD to do a FaceTime with me when we turn the key the first time. At least I'll get to watch it start up. Yeah, that'd be fun. Do that on a Zoom call or something. And, and that'll take place at the offices, which are where, JD, for Pinnacle? Silver Hill, Alabama. Okay. So you, you got a planned trip to Silver Hill, Alabama in the next couple of weeks. Hopefully. Well, right, Dennis? As long as I can work it out with uh, my day job uh, to get the time, uh, I'm pretty sure I can convince one or two of the neighbors to take me in one of their planes. Okay. To get and and you'll have them. Is that right, J.D.? You'll allow that? Yes, absolutely. Can I come with them? Sure. Absolutely. Okay. Oh, there. Wow. <laughs> See? That is good well, customer I, service I, right there. <laughs> <laughs> what is the website again? dot be like Dennis. He's pretty happy today. we got more coming up on Just Plane Radio. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. 
Do you have a message or product you need to share with the aviation world? Well, look no further than Just Plane Radio. Just like you, thousands of aviation enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to JustPlaneRadio.com. Send us an email and let us get to work to make your marketing message matter. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. You gonna ride shotgun with me? Help me fly. That's the plan. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me, Law Captain Dennis, navigating the latest aviation news and information, and just sharing a few anecdotal stories of our uh, travels. Uh, you know, you can avoid some of the pitfalls, and I don't know, there's uh, actually some good news to share in that regard as well. I just, I actually had uh, two experiences with commercial flights this week. One went really well, and another that I've yet to fly but I'm not going to fly with them because they canceled my flights with like a, a week and three day notice, which wasn't, uh, you know, what I wanted to see when I opened up my email when I got home. However, let's let's talk about the, the positives first. Uh, I had a, a round trip ticket from Orlando to uh, Cincinnati, which one of these days we got to we got to make this thing happen private. That's not a terrible run for a, a GA aircraft. I think that'd be a good run, wouldn't it? All the yeah, way up to that, that wouldn't be that far. No. Yeah. You might have to take one stop, you know, I think, uh, but you could do it in GA and you get a lot of, a lot of cool little airports up there in the Cincinnati area. And the, the downside to flying commercial to Cincinnati is that the airport in Cincinnati is actually in Kentucky. And uh, the place where I was going was probably a good 45-minute drive from the airport, which is kind of annoying. But, you know, it is what it is. It'd be nicer to kind of fly right in next to where I need to be. You know what I mean? Yeah, going to something like Lunkin Field up there. Right. Or, or Blue Ash or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you got a bunch of uh, little airports up there that you could hit for GA, which would be excellent. And, and Sporties is up that way, too, right? And aren't right. they? Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, maybe I got to figure that out eventually. But that wasn't the case uh, this time. I did a quick little run, and I got to say, it would have been hard to compete with the commercial run on Delta when I got a $96 round trip ticket. Yeah, we won't all. come anywhere near that yeah. uh, flying privately. I mean, I'm just throwing it up on FlightAware right now to go into uh, CVG, right. which is the, the commercial airport there. Yeah. Uh, from my house is five hours and two minutes. Okay. So, um, you know, I'll, I'll shave a little bit of time off stopping in Orlando, but still, that's going to be a, a fairly long, if we did it in a single leg, that's going to be quite a bit of time in the cockpit. Sure. Yeah, it would have been a bit of a run. But like I said, you'd have less uh, drive time to the ending destination because, you know, that would have shaved off that 45-minute run minimum uh, in a car between the airport and back. But regardless, 
you know, the price, uh, hard to beat when it was $96. I mean, this is like, th- these are like Spirit Frontier, you know, uh, Legionnaire prices. When Delta sells you an airline ticket for 96 bucks round trip, you're like, hey, what's wrong? Well, going out, it was on a Saturday night after we did the show last week. Uh, I was, I was, I didn't know really what to expect because I haven't flown on Delta in a while since this whole COVID thing hit. And I was like, okay, well, you know, they're master mandatory and they're pretty strict about all that kind of stuff. And I expected it and they were, but they were nice oh, about that's it. That's not their choice either. That's a TSA rule. Well, it is. Yeah. Yeah. But, but they were, you know, they're pretty strict about it, keeping everybody in line, but they're, you know, the, the announcements they made were respectful and they were trying to be nice to everybody and remind them and not being too overbearing in that regard as well. Uh, and, uh, the plane was nice and clean, but the plane was empty. I was really surprised. I was like, 96 bucks. Gee whiz, this play, this thing is going to be jam-packed. Nope. It was maybe a third full going up to Cincinnati, Ohio on a Saturday night. So I was like, well, okay, they're just trying to fill the plane, but they're not doing a very good job, even at that price. Now, on the way back, it was maybe 50% uh, during the week. and uh, But still, both flights, you know, they they were dirt cheap. Uh, I got an exit row because I just requested it at the gate. So, I mean, and, and I got it for free. So, I mean, it was, it was hard to beat, but, but they were on time. They were efficient. They were polite. The flight was clean. I, the kids were a little noisy on the way back, but you know, what are you going to do? You're going to Orlando. You know, that's one of the caveats of living in Orlando. Anytime when you're coming home, chances are you're going to be put on a plane with a bunch of families with screaming kids. Oh my God, Mickey Mouse! <laughs> you know that kind of thing. So you you have to kind of tune it out. But you know, hey, you take the good with the bad. But that's the advantage is you get the cheap flights because they they know that one way or another that airplane's got to get there because they're either hauling a load in or bringing a load of kids out. Exactly so. right. But uh, but I got to give uh, props to Delta. They did a good job. I was very impressed. I love the price. Obviously, can't beat that. Uh, and, and, you know, you know, it's Delta. It's one of the bigger carriers, which, you know, kind of brings me to my next point. I, I came back home and I, I am scheduled to fly on September 11th, 20 year anniversary, which I'm not looking forward to. As you can imagine, I'm preparing for cavity searches and whatever, <laughs> you know, it's, it's going to be a mess that day, but I had no choice. I got a trip coming up, a dive trip uh, I'm planning, and it's going to force me to fly on September 11th. Had my flight booked you know, a couple months ago on Frontier, I get back home, check my email the next morning. They've canceled the flights. So I'm a week and three days out uh, looking at this going, you got to be kidding me. Because Frontier, you know, are, and being one of those budget carriers, they don't have a they, they don't have a backup plan for you where they can just put you on another flight. You know, that, that applies to Allegiant. That applies to Spirit. You know, maybe even JetBlue to a certain extent, too. You know, if you, if they have to cancel a flight, uh, it isn't like they can just throw you on another flight to that destination, uh, you know, possibly, or can lead on another carrier to get you if you uh, need to get there on a particular day. They just cancel the flight and say, hey, sorry, uh, what do you want to do? You want your money back or another credit? And I'm like, crap. Luckily, I found another flight that's not going to break me, but if I would not have had another uh cheap option 
which I ended up, I'm, I'm a fly out of Fort Lauderdale instead of Orlando for this next flight. I would have been uh, chucking out at least seven, 800 bucks minimum for a crappy seat someplace. So I was not very happy about that. And I've never had that happen, uh, you know, other than, you know, like weather and stuff like that. But I've never been on, you know, uh, like Delta American or United where they canceled a flight just because maybe they just didn't have enough demand to run it. Have you had that happen? I've had that happen uh, trying to come see you many years ago in Chicago. Yeah. Um, You know, we were going to fly out in the morning to come out and take in a a dive show, and they canceled our morning flight. Yeah, but they would have had an afternoon flight you could have picked up. But if you took the 1 o'clock flight, by the time we got to Chicago, um, the show was done. So it was kind of pointless, you know. Well, and Frontier was only flying on one day each week to this destination that I was planning to go on. And uh, so when they canceled it, they had no other option. Said, sorry, we didn't have enough demand. You're out of luck. But we'll give you your money back. I'm like, what does that get me now? Uh, Another $800, $900 bill if I'm not lucky. But I did get lucky. We'll continue this conversation on the other side. Stay close. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Where are we? Are we in LA? No, we're in North Dakota. And only those passengers deemed fit to fly will go on to Los Angeles. You're not one of them. Wanna fly, fly, fly on Can I vibe, vibe, vibe on Fly, 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 fly on this is Just Plane Radio. Greg, a co-pilot. That's me along with Captain Dennis. We are your crew navigating the latest aviation news and information and sharing a few of our uh, commercial flying stories uh, right now. Uh, you can learn from them, maybe. You know, you, you can roll the dice and try to, you know, book one of those budget carriers, but you might get stuck like me. Uh, and, and the good news was I was able to find an alternate flight on JetBlue, uh, which really wasn't, uh, in my case, much of a difference in price. So I, I really lucked out because I thought for sure, I was like, great, I'm going to have to blow this short notice uh, at least eight, 900 bucks to get to where I need to go on September 11th. 
So uh, I, I, I lucked out, and, and they had some JetBlue flights out of Fort Lauderdale that'll get me there for about the same price. You know, and, I, and hopefully they won't cancel those. <laughs> so, or hopefully they have at least more than one flight. Well, so they, they, you know, I don't think they do that day. But uh, unlike what Frontier was doing out of Orlando to the destination I was going to, they only flew one day a week. So I I knew going in, I was like, this is a great price. I'm going to go ahead and book it. God forbid if something happens to this aircraft and they don't go, because I'm going to have to wait a week before I can go again with them. Which makes it kind of hard to make the connection to your dive boat that also runs once a week. Right. Well, and plus, I, I didn't want to be stuck there. You know, it, uh, once I got there the, the following week, you know, it would have been bad enough. Well, you could have reported live from the beach at Princess Juliana Airport. That's and true. All of the play-by-play of all the people getting blown backwards by airliners yeah. and things. It could I, have been really good radio. Well, true. I could have sat there for a week and watched the planes uh, blow people off the off the beach uh, for a week and cover that. Or go, gosh, I wish I was on that aircraft as opposed to having sand blown in my face. But, um, you know, we'll see. I mean, uh, JetBlue is flying back and forth like every day. But I, I don't know if they got more than one flight a day. So hopefully it won't be an issue. But, uh, but I did find an alternative. But it just goes to show that if you, you roll the dice on one of those low-budget air, air carriers, price is great. And, uh, you know, and I'll tell you, up until this uh, experience with Frontier, I've had a pretty good run with them. This is the first time... I've had a problem with one of my flights on Frontier. I've been pretty impressed how they operate, how they roll. Unlike my experiences with Spirit, I will say I'm not a big fan. But, you know, everybody has different experiences with those carriers. You, you, you just roll the dice. And finally, it caught up to me with uh, Frontier. They just canceled the flight outright, and pff, they got their reasons. You know, and, and so, I, I, you know, that's... That's what you got to go into these things sometimes with the flexibility of knowing that that could happen, which I did, but I didn't expect them to just cancel the flight outright. (laughs) That did kind of throw me a little, but whatever. It is what it is. You you work through it and you're done. But if you're, you know, you book one of the regular carriers, most of the time they'll be able to get you there, if not, uh, you know, a few hours later. The next day, because they run more flights, they have a little bit more, you know, activity and flexibility to get you on the next flight and stuff like that. And, of course, that's probably one of the reasons why they charge you more, right, Dennis, you think? Well, I don't know that they charge you anymore. Like you said, you flew a mainline carrier, uh, you know, Delta to Cincinnati, and you Uh paid, you know, rock-bottom prices. And and my experience was exactly the same last week, because I had the the, uh, good fortune to go fly back to Minnesota to visit family for the weekend, and so... We booked a flight on Delta uh, right out of uh, Fort Myers here and got right up there, you know, nonstop. I got a complimentary upgrade to first class and I paid, you know, we did it with frequent flyer miles, but it was like some ungodly, a minimal amount of miles. I couldn't believe how inexpensive a flight was round trip. Well, I, you know, well, that's good. I mean, uh, you you never know, but I, I guess when it comes to them, generally speaking, you're going to be paying a little bit more than, uh, you know, Allegiant, Frontier. Uh, well, and I compare know. them directly with Sun Country because that's also, you know, the Minneapolis hometown airline. But by the time you buy a ticket on Sun Country and pay for your carry-on bag or your checked bag, mm-hmm. you start adding up the uh, your 
pick your seat fee and all of the kind of things. Yeah. I could have just bought a ticket on Delta and, you know, picked my own seat, got my exit row, got two free checked bags and not had to worry about it. Well, true. I mean, you really got to do your homework to make sure you're getting a good deal on those. Uh, sometimes and then, you know right. for a fact that delta's got at least you know five to ten flights a day depending on the season out of fort myers so if one flight gets delayed canceled or whatever uh you know you've got multiple options to still be able to make your connections and right you know, your commitments you have well so. and, and i'll say in this case where i had to book another ticket if i would have went on delta or american this last minute it, it was eight or nine hundred bucks minimum right. whereas i was able to find a jet blue flight that still had them for that dirt cheap price you know and they do that so you know jet blue's kind of in that category too you know they could they could get me you know but i figured well i'll roll the dice uh, again I, I got this far i'll try it one more time and hopefully i won't get sucked so man you know maybe uh hopefully next time or next week i won't be uh reporting back any bad news in that regard uh but yeah i wish i was you i would much rather you know fly first class hey you don't even have that option you know, on those other air carriers. So there's no getting upgraded to that. I don't, I don't know. JetBlue does have a little bit, kind of like what, a, a economy plus type thing, but they don't have a true first class, I don't believe. Is that I right? I don't know. It's been a long time since I flew JetBlue. Uh, yeah. I, I had to take a, uh, one of their flights at the last minute because uh, another a different major carrier had canceled my flight to uh, uh, Kingston, Jamaica. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I had to swap planes in in fort lauderdale just like you in order to make a connection to the caribbean right but i just remember that being a great experience for a supposedly a low-cost carrier um <laughs> they treat you really well and by the way try the blue potato chips they are delicious they are tasty yeah and they got uh, direct tv on there and you know they're kind of like the old delta song uh run you remember that when delta did that uh service for a while and they were trying to compete with JetBlue that was running up to new york and they were doing these new planes with you know tvs in the seat for free you know your free entertainment and all that kind of stuff and then but the delta thing didn't didn't go but now they they pretty much have the same thing on most of the delta flights the, the only i think the only airplane that doesn't have the the in-back seats is you know the the regional carriers and their boeing 717s otherwise everything's got the seat back entertainment with direct tv i right. even read they just recently replaced all of their audio now with spotify so they're offering you know pretty yeah. good you know in-cabin amenities right well that, the competition is uh you know led to that type of stuff but yeah JetBlue is kind of lead led you know the group uh, in that regard so you know we'll see see where it goes but uh i don't know i i would much rather have the luxury or or have the flexibility of one of the major carriers over one of the budget airline guys uh, but if you shop around you might find a budget on one of those major guys anyway so you just got to kind of keep that in mind when you're booking your your trips accordingly all right look we've talked enough about uh commercial flying we need to get back to GA General Aviation, uh, and but before we do that, we got to do some drone news. We got to do some Hollywood news because you know everybody's been waiting for Tom Cruise to come out with Top Gun. I thought it was going to be Labor Day weekend. Was that the next slated release, or was no, it later? It was pushed to Christmas. Right, it's pushed to but Christmas, and now, now it's been it's delayed again. To Memorial Day of next year. I mean, I'm like, why? What is the point? I mean, the the movie is the done. The movie's done, but they the audiences aren't there uh, because of COVID and the you know the ramp up with the new Delta variant and things like that. They're 
they're not going to see the number of people in the seats that they need to make their money back from Top Gun 2. Oh, so come on, Tom. You got more money than God already. <laughs> Just cut us some slack. Put it out on uh, at the theaters and do the streaming thing at the same time on HBO Max. But no, they, they're not going to allow that. they got to make too much money. So it's been delayed again. So you have to wait a little bit longer. All right, more coming up on Just Plain Radio. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. With Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Why are you going to the airport? Flying somewhere? How'd you guess? Uh, I saw your luggage. And when I noticed the airline ticket, I put two and two together. This is Just Plane Radio. Gregor, co-pilot. That's me, Law Captain Dennis, navigating the latest aviation news and information. All right, so um, drones are back in the news because they have an entire week set aside to celebrate their activity. Uh, it starts on the 13th, I guess, according to the FAA. Uh, it's going to be Drone Safety Week, and they're encouraging pilots to participate in this event. Uh, and I'm not sure why. Exactly. Explain this to me, Dennis. Why? Well, they just want to call attention to, you know, drone safety by uh, having, you know, themed activities that are being done. Some of it's going to be in person. Some will be virtual events uh, done through the local uh, FISDOs, through uh, local uh, uh, chapters, you know, say drone, you know, drone operators groups, things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, They're all being asked to participate. And what they're going to try to do is, you know, get people to take the recreational uh, drone test on the Monday. Tuesday is going to be an emphasis on registering and marking your drones. Um, how you know part of becoming part of a flying community learning about new rules public safety and public acceptance and you know and sharing the skies and that's what they're trying to highlight you know during these different days uh, you know different ways that you can participate or learn more educate yourself and be a safe uh, operator and you know not run into problems like we've seen in canada got it all right so for the people that want to operate a drone this is your week uh but i got the impression they want just regular GA pilots to to become more aware of what the drones are capable of doing, possibly just so they know when they see a drone operating in airspace they're not supposed to, they can yell at them because they know better and like, hey, idiot, get out of my flight path. I'm trying to fly here. But well, that's not necessarily what not they're trying to do. Not necessarily what they're trying to get at. But remember that every one of us as a you know licensed pilot has everything we need to also be a drone pilot. Mm-hmm. So understanding those rules, we can be good stewards. We can help educate the people that haven't, uh, you know, maybe gone through the recreational people that, you know, don't really understand what class E or class D airspace looks like or is, you know, we can help, you know, make them better pilots and safer uh, by sharing our knowledge. But also if we decide to partake in, you know, drone operations 
you know, know that there's all these resources and things that we have to do as uh, drone pilots as well. Right. But I still like the old crotchety approach. Oh, That yeah. if you know better, say, like, you know, you're on the highway and someone cuts you off. my lawn. Yeah, exactly. You know, you learn to drive that thing, you big dummy. You know, that kind of stuff. It's yeah, the same. It always works, doesn't it? Well, eh, I don't know. Flash Maybe. your lights at him. It feels yeah. good at the moment, you know, you know, for a few seconds. You know, when you kind of expel that... That uh, you know, inner demon in you. <laughs> you know, it, it might be a, th- a form of therapy, scream therapy. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I mean, they just want everybody to be more educated. The people that if you're into fly- flying drones, you need to know what you're doing, and this is a good week to call attention to that. It, 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 one day wasn't enough; they needed an entire week, <laughs> drone safety week. To kind of get the word out there and take advantage of it, you know. You know, and hopefully that uh, this will extend beyond our borders into Canada as well. Because uh, if you haven't uh, picked up on this news story, uh, there was a uh, rather lucky but unfortunate incident up in Canada where a Canadian police officer was actually flying one of their drones, a fairly good sized, you know, 12-ish pound drone. Mm-hmm. And hit a Cessna 172 that was coming in for a landing in the pattern with a student. If wow. it had been three feet higher, it probably would have gone through the windscreen. But as it was, it got hit by the propeller and it hit the lower part of the cowl and actually even bent the air box. So the air intake going to the engine. So uh, they they knew they hit something and, you know, immediately landed and mm. then saw the damage and went, oh, boy. Wow. Uh, Dudley Do-Right felt pretty dumb at that yeah, point in time, exactly. I'm guessing. Well, and especially when they realized where it was, you know, Canada has a little bit more aggressive uh, drone restrictions than we do here in the States. How so? They're banned from flying within three nautical miles of an uncontrolled airport, and they're restricted to 400 feet. This drone was within one mile of the airport. They hit the Cessna while he was in the pattern at 500 feet. So the police officer wasn't even following their rules for why was the, of a drone. Yeah, why was he even, does it say why the police officer uh, was even using a drone? He didn't. It, it may have just been recurrent training. Maybe they were looking for a ne'er-do-well or, mm-hmm. or you know, something yeah. like that. But uh, And this yeah. was a Canadian police officer, not like a Canadian Mountie. Or like no, it wasn't the RCMP. It okay. was a, a Sounds a like it should have been. <laughs> Would have made more sense, maybe. They're like, oh, it's one of those. <laughs> yeah, it was the Mounties. No, yeah. no, not in this case, unfortunately. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, maybe they, you know, they were flying a drone to monitor a moose population. Yeah, send all your hate mail uh, from Canada to and a new toque. Dennis at JustPlainRadio.com. All right. So uh, anyway, well, uh, hopefully, you know, he learned from his mistakes and, and they're using his uh, incident as a reminder of, of what not to do. In Canadian airspace, let alone around the world. So, because you, you don't want to be that guy for sure. Now, we had another drone incident. You know, the, the, this, this all kind of preempted drone safety week. If it had only been a couple weeks earlier, maybe none of these would have happened. I don't know. <laughs> but the other one involved a commercial carrier, right? 
It did. It was, uh, and I think it was an envoy flight out of Chicago that thought they hit a drone shortly after takeoff, and they went circled around uh, north of Chicago to burn off fuel. Came off and uh, came down and landed. Then un- uneventfully, passengers were rebooked on another flight because hey, they have those, mm-hmm. uh, and you know all was well. But uh, the FAA came out to investigate the the supposed drone strike, and after a little research, uh, the, actually no, it wasn't a drone. They just hit a party balloon one what? of those shiny silver mylar balloons but apparently at uh, three four hundred miles an hour even hitting something as light as a balloon uh, it doesn't pop it, it makes a big bang and sounds like uh, that's what they did so that's kind of a that's odd odd it yeah. doesn't make any so sense to me if you go to party city or the dollar tree or whatever and you buy your balloon keep it in your car or in your house don't just let them go because you could cause you know an incident and that that doesn't make any sense. A balloon would put a dent in an aircraft. Well, it's still got weight, and you're yeah. hitting it at a fairly substantial speed, and so the the kinetic energy of the impact was enough to, you know, leave a mark on the airplane that they were able to figure out what it was. But it also, you know, made a loud thump. I mean, have you hit one of those things with your hand? They push back, right? Mm, oh, a mylar balloon yeah i mean if you punch it you know you can feel it what are you right? talking about like a, like a clown punching bag kind of thing no i'm just talking about you know get one of those big heart balloons that you get for your wife for her birthday you know the, they're fairly rigid and solid okay so I, I don't know i've never punched miles a, an hour i've never punched at them dennis i i've there, never there's your homework assignment <laughs> i guess i've never Put had it, to take my frustration string and, and hit it and see see how much it you know how much pressure it puts on you now do that at uh, several hundred miles an hour uh yeah i guess you could hear that in the cabin and you know it might make a little bit of a mark on the paint or something when you mm. hit it okay but but it actually was a big enough incident where they had to ground the plane to figure they out did. what the heck was going on so exactly whether, well you don't know if it actually left a dent but it definitely left a mark right probably a little mark in the paint or something and they like had to that, figure but- out what it was it was like it might have been a ufo it was one of those things. We're not sure. I mean, that that would have made more sense. But uh, when, when, when you know, a, a weather could, balloon. <laughs> maybe this was a cover up, Dennis. I'm just saying. It could have been. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was a mylar balloon. It wasn't one of them uh, things flying around up there that we have no idea what they are. No. Uh, but it left a mark. Yeah, mylar balloons could do that. Yeah. I don't know. Sounds fishy to me, Dennis. Maybe that's just the conspiracist coming out in me, but it makes me feel better though that maybe somebody got the memo on drone safety and wasn't flying their drone high enough that an airliner out of O'Hare could hit it. So well, you know, true. we do have that positive side. That is, you know, that would uh, explain some. Once again, if they would have moved drone safety week up a you know week or two, probably this never would have happened, or not. I don't know. On that note, we'll just wrap it up. Till next time. Remember, there is no better high than learning to fly. Just Plane Radio is brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from orbit. Your aviation resource on the Information Super Skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plane Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. But just plain wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlaneRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plane Radio. And I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to fly and the aviation lifestyle. Bye, bye, yeah, yeah. Bye, bye.
Listen up, everybody. I have some news. The opinions you just heard on Just Plain Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. A little too far. Cross the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlainRadio.com. 